Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm just so excited every time I get to share something with you, either something that's new to you or a new way to think about things or even something that feels familiar but you haven't thought about in a while. And I think we're going to cover all three of those possibilities on today's episode. I'm talking with my guest, Natalie Viglione, about remembering your magic. And we we really went back and forth about tapping into your magic, discovering your magic. But in the end, and you'll hear this, we really decided that each of us has an inner magic and an inner strength or ability that gets forgotten over time. And one of the things that we do with this work, um, in my case, the, the chakra work, or your case too, I guess, and all of it is to remember the core of who we are, remember who we were before the world told us we needed to be something else. So Natalie and I really get into how our magic gets forgotten, what it is, and how we can remember it, and then use our inner power to become who we want to be and live the life we were meant to live. Natalie Viglione is the founder of the Disrupt Now programs and podcast and Team Goo. It's held within the container called Sacred Soul Health Trust. Her mission in this work is to serve as a vessel for the cosmic mother and as a wisdom keeper of the authentic Celtic Druid lineages. And she's a master herbalist in training, which is cool. Natalie helps you stop suppressing your gifts and illuminates the path for fellow indigos and starseeds to launch your mission on earth so that more of us can serve as the pioneers in this massive paradigm shift of consciousness. She's here to help us reawaken our magic by remembering our true divinity, to take back our power, open doors of natural healing, because it is time to dissolve the old to awaken the new. It's time to remember your magic. Welcome to the show, Natalie. How are you this morning? I'm so good, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm really excited to talk about this. I think this is something that um, people need to hear and um, really to understand who they are and what they're fully, truly capable of. So I'm yeah. really excited to have this conversation. So Natalie, today we're talking about tapping into your inner magic, right? The, the, the part of you that is more powerful than we realize. Yeah. So, but before we get into that, how did you tap into your inner magic? How mm. did you discover this about you or as a universal truth? Tell us that story. Yes. Well, I am sure that many will find things to resonate with in this journey because it's a very common one, I feel. Um, so, you know, the interesting thing is um, one thing that I really focus on in my work is making sure people remember 
how tapped into magic they were when they were young. Yes. For example, you know, I went to book fairs. (laughs) That was like my favorite thing in the entire world. And every book on unicorns and fairies and King Arthur and Camelot and, you know, whatever, those are the books that I brought home. So I was always seeking. And so I know that there's probably a lot of seekers that -hmm. listen to your show. And so you are already tapped into the magic just by realizing how important that element was when you were young and how those tell stories about really what we're connected to cosmically. So there was that piece. So I always, I was always connected to that. And I had literally a fairy with me since I was born. That's how she showed up for me. Now, this is obviously in this, in this now time in my mid forties, I can say a whole lot more about who that is, but you know, again, that essence was always there. So the interesting thing is as we progress and as I progressed, you know, what I felt like is um, when I hit about that 17 time frame and I graduated high school, you get thrown into the world and I was ready to say, you know, bye-bye to my family because it was a, it was toxic and that was necessary. But then I got snapped right back into, well, I'm an outlier. I don't feel like I fit in to anything. I can't, you know, the new age, that doesn't sound that, you know, everything felt, I just felt very discombobulated and I was forced down this path of everybody else is getting married. So I guess I should too. Right. So my, my journey really is of one of realizing the more that I was coerced Mm. into believing that the mediocrity of the mainstream path was not actually my path. And that I had to break away from that. I literally had to learn to keep letting go, keep letting go. And often was challenged (laughs) with this catalyst to an opportunity to do so. Because every time I would snap back into place in that mainstream, my soul, I could feel it. Mm. It was like separating because that wasn't my path. So the interesting thing is fast forward to 2016, I was working for, um, you know, a big New York City, you know, marketing agency and, you know, I'm a vice president and I'm thinking, yeah, you know, okay, I, I think I can do this mainstream stuff. Okay, we can do this. But actually I couldn't. <laughs> I started really, I started physiologically reacting to the mm-hmm. environments, which were, the word toxic doesn't actually describe all the things. And so I had a choice point. The choice point was leave or we've got to sever this connection and you're just creating a whole new story, which is a, which is a free will option. And I said, oh, no, 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 I'm good. I gotcha. I'm, I'm quitting. I'm quitting. So literally after like a cheerleading moment over a weekend, I went on on Monday and, and quit. And there began my sacred mission. So it's really been a, an uncovering of my inner magic through these massive choice points and many of them extremely difficult. I think a lot of people are sitting <laughs> at choice points, right? And I think we we envision choice points as being the singular moment in time, but in actuality, I think they can be sort of, you can sit at a point where you've got to make a choice for a while and things won't move until yeah. you choose. Yeah. Right. And I feel right. like, 
it, I mean, I hate to say like it's brave or whatever, because it doesn't always feel brave. It feels very scary, but it is kind of brave to choose something that is not within the mainstream that your family and your friends maybe don't understand, right? It's, you don't feel brave doing it, but you can feel like, oh my gosh, if I don't, a tiny part of me will, or maybe a huge part of me will, will die here at this choice point. And I feel like that's, that's kind it. of what you, what you went through. Yeah. And I, and it sounds like it wasn't like that just that weekend, but that was like the pinnacle of it. Right. It was the pinnacle. It was the apex of yes. the story. Yeah. Right. And it was a long time coming. So yeah. 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so just almost two decades. No big deal. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just, just drop in the bucket. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you just sort of a philosophical question and I, think I know the answer, but I want to hear you say it. Sure. So what do we say? What if I'm going through my life and I think, oh, I don't really have any inner magic. I don't really have other people have it. I'm not special. I don't have those mm. kinds of things. How do we know if we, if we do have magic to us? Well, I'm going to go with the big answer. Let's do it. <laughs> and then we can work our way down into the day-to-day. -day. So our universe, our earth is in the, it's in Trinity form is the first of its kind to be held within a harmonic universe under what is called a great white lion grid. And I know this because this is actually my cosmic lineage and my lions were with me since I was a baby too. And that was part of that fairy magic. It was fairies and lions surrounded me all the time. So it was very interesting. So as a harmonic universe, that's actually what a human means. H-U, man. And man doesn't mean male. It means something far more magnificent. So we are literally built in a universe of magic, first of its kind. And so every created being within this realm is magic. And so that is the biggest answer. And that is, if we can realize that capacity, this isn't about my spiritual beliefs. This is a bigger cosmic reason for us meeting humanity and all these living creatures even existing. If we can just believe that actually magic has always been here, it's actually what we're, it's like the foundation we're created upon, meaning light, meaning love, meaning this divinity that literally lives within every single one of us. If we can get that and start seeing this bigger picture, we can start melding with that bigger energy so that way we don't have to feel so small because we live in a realm and this is where you get into that shaky ground, but we live in a realm that where it has been hijacked by, and now we've, and now it's created this patriarchy, right? Mm -hmm. Which is far more than just males being superior. It's actually a, a system of separation, of control, of taking away the very divinity that lives within every single human. And so if we can remember that it's this realm that's inverted, not us, then we can start to turn right back side up like not be upside down in it start to look towards the bigger energies which you know this is just that common feeling of looking up feeling up right and that's common moves in yoga opening the heart right it's just like we're opening something so much bigger than ourselves 
then when we want to bring it down, anchor this into, it's like, that's great, Natalie. Now what? (laughs) Right. Well, every, okay. The way that I've, I like to describe this in my work with people to remember is the, the magic of a snowflake, you know, that old saying of, you know, how you were, you were unique, like snowflakes, right? Well, okay. What does that mean? (laughs) So what that really means is, so when a snowflake comes down, it is literally the reason they're all different and they are because there's actually quantum articles about this very topic showing this guy that actually uh, studied this for like decades of his life, like just snowflakes. And it was in quantum magazine. And I would be happy to share any of the references, by the way, so you can put them in show notes or whatever. But um, when it's the perfect temperature, it's the way the it moves into our into this realm. And it's like it snapshots the snowflake in that moment in time. And so that's why they're all different. We're the same. <laughs> so rather than we're all the same, what I would really love us to see is get back to the, yes, we are all divine humans, but every single human has a unique gift within them that is meant to be expressed, which really becomes their sacred purpose or their sacred mission. So it's anchoring into that everyone has uniqueness and it's figuring that out to then bring that forth into the world. So if we say yes, yes, I do. I accept that I am unique and I have a sacred mission and I believe that. Where do we even begin to start looking for that sacred mission? How how do you know? How do you find that? Because I feel like I hear from people all the time who say, I'm lost. I know there's something else and I just don't know what it is and I don't know where to start looking. Yeah. Well, this is one of those, you know, those answers that truly we're really, you know, since we're young, most of us, I won't say everyone because that isn't the case, but most of us get, we're born and we grow up in this environment, whatever that environment might be. But regardless of the environment, most of the time, what we're not we're not anchored in this concept of looking to ourselves for answers. We are actually taught to go to the external world. We're taught mm-hmm. to go ask, you know, guardians, whoever they might be, well, what is right for me? I don't know. Tell me what to do. And then we go, you know, grow up in this indoctrination type of scenario, which we call schools. <laughs> and then we're teacher, can I? You know, we're always asking permission. We're never taught to just allow our internal capacity for knowing to be fostered, to grow. And that really hinders us. That hindered me because you question. Because, oh, well, well, if they have, I mean, well, so where, where's the answers again? Because they don't, I don't, especially when we become an adult, right? Like, who do we ask? So, right. right. You're an adult and all you're doing is looking for the adult in the room. Right. Like, oh, shoot, that's me. Yeah, exactly. So this is, you know, this is the work that you do. This is the work you go within and start questioning your, even what I'm going down to this concept of ask your DNA, show me, show me lineage, show me, you know, we're not, we're not praying to, to make it happen. 
we're asking for allow me to become the detective and I can be the powerful dot connector to start working out those things. So, you know, this is where the power of the journaling comes in. <laughs> moving our energy you know this is yoga this is chai tai chi this is qigong so moving meditation you know a lot of people you're like well i can't sit still like for an hour to meditate okay don't yeah move (laughs) you know qigong i found in tai chi is one of the most powerful practices because it's literally based on that concept it is a moving meditation and starts to clear your chi so move it your vital force starts moving around and then you can start to see oh i got some blockages i got to work on right it's that time when your mom and dad wouldn't listen to you when you were telling them i have profound dreams and they just be like (laughs) okay honey that's nice bye you know we're busy that's the shutdown moment those things are way more important than we actually think that they are and so if we can work those kinks out that actually starts the flow. So it takes work to begin to uncover the river, the flow of that truth to start really showing itself because it's there. It's all, it's always there. It's just, we got to like clear away the cobwebs, clear away the leaves, you know, <laughs> clear away the things that have shut it in. Yeah. And I think those things can be I mean, I think there's so many things that can shut that down, shut that flow of energy oh, down, yeah. right? You were you mentioned the patriarchy, this sort of made up system that we have of yeah. of hierarchy and order. Yeah. Um, yes. And then internal expectations, right? That we take mm-hmm. on as our own that don't actually belong to us, which I think, and I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that. But all the time I see people who say, Oh, I have to do this. I'm just like, why though? Mm-hmm. Why? they're like, well, you just have to, I have to, I feel obligated. I feel like I feel Mm -hmm. internally motivated. Just like, but why, where did that come from? Is that yours? Mm. And so would you, can you tell us a little bit about your work with helping people discover what is theirs actually to do? Mm. Yeah. Yep. That's another part of the clearing the cobwebs, (laughs) clearing. I mean, they're, they're, I really see this as their traps, right? It traps us that I mean, truly obligation is the fear of not getting validation or not receiving the gold stars next to our names, getting detention, Mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever kinds of ways that, again, all of those little things are all the shutdown points, because again, you're not good enough or you didn't do it right, um, And the answer is not the opposite where everybody is doing everything right. It's like this balance point of how do we, okay, well, how do we really figure that out for ourselves and allow us to really fully realize (laughs) that the obligation components are a prison and they trap us in this belief system that I, I must do this. Well, the must doing it's like what I really focus on is words because words are spells. Mm -hmm. So people are casting spells and doing magic all day long, not realizing the very words that they're saying that we're all saying, not they, we are absolutely imperative to think about. 
And so every time you, so I, what I do is I listen and then I'm like, oh, oh, uh, just let's put a pin on this. You just said have to, you just said must write down all these things you think you must do, write down all these things that you think you have to do. And then let's analyze them one by one, because the, the, the truth is when we really start to dissect those and really look at the underpinning of why we feel we must do something, it usually, usually, most of the time, <laughs> I would say all of the time, but we can't say that, right? But it's usually a construct of wanting to please, wanting to be the good daughter or son or whatever, whatever that might be, or let's take it to the workplace. <laughs> I mean, this is what I had to break through wanting to be the star. Mm. And just because there's this, you know, when you have like this, um, this ancient galactic warrior, as I call them, that essence inside of you, you can have this, you know, that's what, and, and then our realm teaches that competition is the, is the base of all things when actually that isn't true. There is no competition. Right. Yeah, I know. But, <laughs> but there's, it's always, there must be a loser. Exactly. And that Someone is, someone has know, to win. Exactly. And it isn't true. Right. No. So I had to total, that's toxic masculinity energy. Right. Yeah. So I, at did, its I was <laughs> at its most beautiful. So anyway, we really look at the underpinnings, the emotion underneath that. So again, this is about the work. It's not just turning these things off. It's about looking at why and then really dissecting that why. Because the truth is, if we're trapped, if we're trapped in these obligatory prisons, as I call them, we, our souls, our essence, our higher selves, our beings, whatever you want to call, I call it a, a soul stream of consciousness, <laughs> cannot come to fruition fully. Because it's trapped behind this prison, an energetic prison that I can't go here because I must do this. So the, the truth is unlocking that door, opening it. So, okay, well, that isn't true. Mm. So why am I doing this? And then getting into, and then going down that entire path, which is going to be so unique and so different for everybody because not, there's not one of us in this world that grows up in the same exact way. And we see this all the time. You have a sister and a brother, same environment. We don't have the same experiences at all, right? So these are part of the deeper workings that it really takes. And then of course, this gets into the, into the what I call the stargates of our bodies, the energy centers, the chakras as, they, as we call oh, them. Yeah. All right. We're going to come right back to yeah, that. Okay. <laughs> I, yes, I want to, yeah. before we do, yeah, I want to yeah. circle back to something that you said that I think is really important and worth noting again. Um, we talk about it in the chakras, like the throat chakra, the expression, it's the chakra of manifesting, right? The words that we use, casting spells all day mm -hmm. long. Yeah. And I have to, I need to, I must. And then we sometimes do sort of an intellectual switch. Okay, fine. I'll switch it to, I want to, or I get to. And that's wonderful. And I think that's a start. It is. But I feel like one of the reasons we don't, and I would love your opinion on this, is I have. if I say, well, I want to do thus and such, I get to do this you know, thing. It's almost too vulnerable, right? It's almost too like, well, now I've put part of myself out into the universe 
or we're told by this delightful patriarchy Mm -hmm. that like your wants and your needs don't matter. And so for you to say, well, I want to, you know, like even simple things. I want to take a nap. Okay, great. Then go take a nap. I need to take a nap. Now I've put some like power behind it. <laughs> like I need this thing, right? It's not It's not about me. It's about a external I need, right? Mm-hmm. Self, even just basic self-care. And so I'm wondering if there's a reason that we don't use want to and get to more often that stems from sort of our fear of being vulnerable, our fear of being seen. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think I think there's a huge fear of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And an answer to that can truly be this word allow. So I think that what we actually have to tell ourselves, and there is a have to in there because it it's like it's like a key that unlocks. I allow myself to be vulnerable because when I'm vulnerable, I'm authentic. I'm transparent. I'm actually getting into the core of my, what I, words that I use are sacred heart. This is the true unconditional love component that again, is not a doormat. It's not a people pleaser. It's a fierce protector of your being and your power and your magic. (laughs) And you block it when it's necessary, like, oh, no, no, yes, right? It's really seeing the opportunity of when you allow yourself to be vulnerable. Because when we allow, what that does is also opens the possibility for connection in mm-hmm. such a such a deeper way. Because now I'm not trapped behind this, oh, I don't want them to see me. Well, if they see you, the magnificence that happens is their internal being, whether they're aware of it or not, consciously or not, will see you. And then all of a sudden you start to see these doors open where before they were closed and you're like, wow, but I didn't do anything. Oh, but you did. But you did. Shifted a mindset. You shifted a tweak to tiny. See, that's the thing. I think we're, we are so trapped in this thought process that when magic happens, we shoot you know, wonderful sparkles from our fingers or we get elevated up and there's some, we get twirled around by magic and then we're like, we were, Sure, like the movies. Yeah, I've, like seen, the movies. I've seen them. I know how it works. I've seen TV. I know how magic works. Yeah. And there's definitely like pyrotechnics. <laughs> totally. There's fire coming up. It's but right. If, if we let go of that, the magic is so subtle and so like tiny sometimes that we don't, we forget that, that that little tiny tweak inside is literally the thing that changes everything. It's yeah. the door opener. It's the energy opener. I think it's fascinating that in my experience, nearly everyone has this just incredibly deep desire to be seen for exactly who they are. And then we spend all of our time trying to not be seen for exactly who we are. It's such a bizarre sort of contradiction, right? It is. Well, it's like what you said. It's the realm. It's this reflection, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a super scary thing to be because, you know, you could be rejected for who you are. Um, 
except that most of the time when people reject you, they're actually rejecting themselves. It's kind of a very sad um, sort of cycle. But in any case, yes, it's deep, it deep, deep desire to it be is. seen as our authentic self, as you said earlier. All right. I just wanted to touch on that briefly because yeah. I do think it's really important to realize the things that we say have tremendous power. Um, language matters. And we're no one's ever going to be perfect at it, and that's okay. But yeah, I think being mindful is incredibly important. Um, totally. and it's something that I work on personally every day. <laughs> we all do. We all, we do. all do. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So back to where we, you know, previously scheduled programming. Um <laughs> gates, chakras, portals. Say more about that. Yes. So, you know, um, there's so much workings out there um in regard to this. And, you know, it's it's a concept that many that have, you know stumbled into the spiritual realm, spiritual, not religious realm have uncovered, but like you, you know, what we know is the workings within those stargates are so vital. It's not like a nice to have. It's really the more that we dig in to all of those centers, those spinning wheels of energy spend time within them to uncover the deepest part of the emotions that are withheld within that. We're actually not only working with the energy, we actually start to work with the, the what we call physical matter. And this is like, basically, you know, our, we show up because it's like, we're almost frozen particles, life particles, if you will. And it's vibrating slower than the rest of our energy bodies. So there's a whole component, you know, this is the aura, this is, but this is the etheric body, the astral body, you know, we could go into that whole conversation. But the importance to know is that these, en these energy centers work with our organs. You know, I'm getting, I'm a master herbalist in training and we are like learning all the ancient arts of healing, which is, you know, Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine and the Druidic medicine from Europe. And so, and the Native Americans, First Nations people's medicine. So we're really traversing a lot of realms in that. And this comes back into, you know, the meridians, the energy meridians within our body and how every, you know, center is attached to actual organs in our body. So, for example, you know, in my work, what I see and what I help people work through is you're having some liver issues, right? I mean, I've been on this journey myself and it's from a lot of different reasons. We won't even go there because that's like 10 more episodes, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not really, sometimes it doesn't have to be an issue with the organ, but it's issue with trapped anger mm -hmm. in our solar plexus. And then we can work our way down into the sacral chakra, you know, reproductive issues. So we can actually start looking at physicalities, symptoms, if you will, that actually start showing us deeper things that we need to move through. So again, as stargates, they're literally working on a multidimensional level, just like our DNA, just like us. And so we're not transfixed in one place. And so if we can start to really work in this multidimensional way, really thinking about that and working with these centers, you know, from the root up, and there's obviously way more than seven, but sure. 
let's just go in those main ones, right? I mean, those workings just in the lower three are far more important than I think many realize. Like it's more than just seeing them in meditation as cleared. Because even if you see that, are you really working with the emotions within it? You know, if you're looking at the root, if you don't feel safe in your life, that is like a basic fundamental truth that needs to be discovered. So how do you then get safe? What are those necessary steps? And they're not going to happen overnight. (laughs) Oh, well, that would be lovely. I always say like, (laughs) I always say like, it's not a checklist either, right? You don't be like, okay, root check. Won't have to worry about that again. Right. Like you haven't been like, okay, did that. Right. It's not, it's an ongoing process. And I think that's actually one of the beautiful things about being human is that we're not static. We're not stagnant. We do change daily. And one of the beautiful things that we can do is be affected by our circumstances, right? People, speaking of anger, people say, oh, you know, I, I shouldn't feel angry. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm telling you, there are things that I want to feel angry about. I want to be mad about various injustices and things that I see in the world. So yeah, just like there's no particular positive or negative or should or shouldn't. It's all about the experience and about really tapping into that truth of you and what is happening to you. That's real. Um, Um, Yep. (laughs) Let's talk about something joyful. So let's (laughs) say people like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. I'm tapping into my magic. I'm remembering the magic. What can I expect to start seeing in my life and how, and I mean, obviously everybody's going to be different and et cetera, et cetera, but like, what's on the other side of all that fear, Natalie? Mm. Yeah. You know, that's, I think a really important word to, to, to tap into for a moment is that word fear, because I think that many, uh, believe that 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 oh man why why am I afraid you know I shouldn't be afraid you should be afraid because feel that and then in that truth you start to discover why and then you get to discover I can be I can have fear but still keep moving still keep operating still because if I move through it with fear as kind of this, I know, I see you, but we're going anyway. That is really the truth of what a warrior means. That is courage. If if anybody thinks that a warrior is fearless, and I'm talking about the real meaning of a warrior, which is a guardian and protector of the old, not today, not this inverted, whatever we see as a warrior, that is not truth. <laughs> old, old, old. <laughs> and I have a lot of information that's not on my YouTube channel, because that's really important, I think. If we think that warriors didn't have fear, we're complete, you know, that is incorrect. The fear is there. We see it and we acknowledge it, but we move through anyway. And what that is, is an, is a catalyst for us to discover where this comes from, right? Where is that fear even coming from? And if we can see that, then we can start to look at the other side. Now, as we are moving through, you know, I really think this is a, a formulaic, if you will, <laughs> like manifestation, co-creative power 
is you're you're taking those bold steps forward. And what happens is, and I the way I the way I see it is I I visualize it's like we step we step onto a path. Every time that we take a step boldly, even if there's fear as our, you know, our colleague over here, the path starts to build itself. We don't have to worry about where we're stepping. We don't look down. We just take the step. That is that entire surrender or trust Mm -hmm. that requires action. And you'll start to feel doors opening. What does that mean? Well, okay. Let's say people are like, I got to get out of this work. I got to get it. I got to get out. So as soon as you start to manifest that and change your mindset around what that looks like, and you start taking these bold actions in this other direction where you'd really like to go, and you really see that for what it is, you'll start to see that you go, you go somewhere and you meet this person, you're talking for five minutes in a store, whatever. All of a sudden they say, oh, and I'm a, I'm a blah, blah, blah. So, you know, ha ha ha. And you're like, you're a what? <laughs> and, and it just happens to be the thing where the company that you would love to work with, right? So these are synchronicities as we call them. But again, I just see them as doorways, possibilities that it start opening. And if you're, if you see through your inner eyes and you feel into really seeing what happens as you're boldly taking these steps, as you're boldly really putting out there, this is what I desire. I am doing this. The doors open. I mean, it's just, it, they just do. Yeah. <laughs> it's when, now I just put a video out on this because I realized I'm like, wow, you know, one part of this is belief. If there's a part of you, any part at all, that's like, that's not real. Nothing's going to work. Yes, certainly makes it harder. It just doesn't because you already believe it doesn't exist. That's harmonic resonance. You're not resonating with the actual energy of what you're creating. You know, this is truly the energetics of our realm. You have to vibrate with that frequency. You have to really tap into that frequency so that then you're like, yeah, yeah, this is it. And it's here. I feel you. (laughs) And you, you know, you, that is actually creating it energetically first. And then it starts to freeze into physical form. So it is a process too. It's not overnight. It's not, you know, it happens anytime that it needs to happen. And it might be bigger than you think, right? It might be different, but it comes. Whatever you need will come. So what do you, if you were to pick, okay, well, I'm going to say one, but if you got more than one, that's all right. But <laughs> if we're like, okay, I want to do it. I am going to remember my magic. I'm going to tap in to my inner magic. What do you think is the sort of the best first step? So I think the, I think the first best step to take is start talking to the universe within you. This is a simple place to go. I love simple, by the way. I'm a big fan of simple. Me too. And, and jump on the bandwagon of knowing that there's literally a universe inside of you. And if you start talking to it differently, talking to you, the essence within you, I, this is what we call DNA, start to have conversations with it, start to ask for what you desire to see. So for example, 
I want, I desire to bring in information from my sacred purpose, from my sacred mission in this incarnation. And this is just a frequent conversation that you start having with yourself daily. You know, you're on a walk, ask, and just allow. You are laying in bed at night, ask and say, please show me in dream time. And then pay attention to that, start a dream journal. I mean, I think journaling probably is one of the most, but creative expression is creative. So if you draw, draw it. If you sing, sing it. I don't sing right now, maybe later because I haven't tapped into that magic yet. But, <laughs> you know, if you if you paint, paint it. I mean, just think about all kinds of ways and creative expressions that you, like if you had this craft that you used to do as a kid, do it, you know, and bring that creative element into the process because then it becomes fun. It doesn't feel like work. You're not attached to the outcome. You're just doing it. As you start to move into that, and I'll just share from experience, when I started to really work with my DNA in this exact way, it started, it, the essence of all things that are, what is this being talking to you right now? It started to formulate and give me information that I, that was blocked, wasn't blocked, but wasn't fully seen previously. And so over time, you know, things would come to me. I'm like, oh my God, that's it. Oh, that's it. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and you just start writing it down and you become a crazy mad person. You know, my, I always tell my husband, like we need, I'm getting a crazy room. He's like, what, what is that? Like a crazy room, you know, like in the movies where you have like a piece of paper here and you have a thing over here and you, and then you, all these strings attaching it. Right. <laughs> because we all need our crazy rooms like that. We need to be the dot connectors in our own life. Someone else can validate a feeling that you resonate with, but but again, it comes back to us and, and being that, that strategic powerhouse that we truly are mm-hmm. to get those insights and write them down and trust. It's coming from the essence of who you truly are. Amazing. Amazing. And you, so you've mentioned it a couple of times and I want to just make sure that we highlight those. You have tools and things like that that you offer so you have a youtube channel uh you have a website you have workbooks you have things like that tell us tell us the tools that you have available to people so that they can start doing this work if they want to yes well you know when i was going through this process before you know in 2016 i i really developed a lot of this work from the time when i was like oh god i really wish i would have had that at my fingertips and then i was like hello, create it for other people. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's what we're, that's part of the sacred mission. Got it. You know? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I, I did release a tap into your magic, uh, like a foundational masterclass program. And the site is tap into your magic.com. So it's, but I smell, I spell magic with a K. Yes. There's a very strategic reason for that. And no, it has nothing to do with evil magic. I'm just noting that right now, but I, it's really closer to an ancient spelling. And I like to go into ancient languages as much as I can, but tap into your magic foundational masterclass really is the way that provides a foundation. It's, it's a, it's a facilitated guided way to basically allow people to start tapping into that inner realm. I have every, every part of it has an activation within it. 
So a guided visualization of some kind or a meditation or journaling, all the things. Sure. So that's probably the easiest way. But um, on YouTube, I just started a new channel called Awakening Magic as well. Yeah. So that has a lot of resources. And I think, you know, really the reflection there is if you hear it, it's like a code that turns something on. You know, I get a lot of comments that say, oh my God, I can't believe, but whatever you just said, unlock something with me. This one woman is now having, you know, dreams that are showing her things. So words are frequencies and vibrations. And so if we just hear something, man, that can turn on a whole wealth of, you know, beautiful stuff that turns on inside of us. So that's another way. And then I, you know, I have a guide that I'm going to, we're going to give to everyone if they want to download it, but um, it's basically a guide on tapping into your unique magic and mastery. And I, you know, I built this really with this concept of, you know, those that are here as they know they're here. I mean, they know that they're here for a sacred mission. They feel that calling, right? It's just, it's like always kind of there. So that's really who this is designed for. And those that are like, I think, I think this is something I need to think about, you know, it's, it's for that path. And so it really talks about how to start talking to your DNA, um, thinking about how this is connected into a far more galactic paradigm shift that we're, we're going through. Um, and then some other activations that can help people that, you know, all, all of them vetted by me, because these are all things that I've used to step onto the mastery path. Because if I don't vet it, then I'm not going to recommend yeah, sure. it. Well, that's not always the case in this world. Uh, so and, and you're just, and the <laughs> listeners can just have that workbook. We'll just, yes. just give yes. it to them. Yes. You're awesome. Just give it away. Yeah. <laughs> give it away. That's amazing. Um, Great. I'll, I'll put all that in the show notes about how to, they can, they can get that workbook and then also look into these, you know, more in-depth courses to really start working on their own magic I can't decide whether I want to say remembering their magic or tapping into their magic, right? Like exactly. Yeah. Right. It's awakening. I feel like, yeah, there's so many different words that invoke different things for different people. Totally. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for your time. This is, this has yes. been a delightful conversation and Same. always, it just reminds me to, to keep focusing on the magic within and going within, you know, the answers are there. We just got to do that uncomfortable work of going to look for them. Mm, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, thanks again. I hope you have an awesome day and I will talk to you soon. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you everyone for listening.